Omis, welcome to a very special interview of the week. With me this week is Unbanksy, the head of product at Olympus Town. How are you going, Unbanksy? Hey, Mark. Thanks for the intro. I didn't know I was the head of product, but cool. I don't know. Are you? <laughs> Isn't that what the people call it? Someone called you that one time. Head I, of, yeah, maybe. No, or coordinator or something. What do you call yourself? I like to say we don't have roles in the DAO. Uh, um, right. Yeah, I call my contributor. Actually, exactly. <laughs> I'm Glue's alt. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Is it just like a coordination role? Like mostly people operate by themselves, but they need like someone who's kind of across like lots of different bits and pieces to give them a steer. I, I feel like that's definitely part of the job description. I, I'd like to think that, you know, where is the product going, right? Like where is Olympus going as a whole? And we like, nobody knows that it's up to the community, but there are certain like patterns that are starting to emerge. And my kind of like thing is that I want to codify, I want to transcribe these patterns into written form. And so, you know, that kind of forms the basis of the product vision and a cohesive explanation of how everything fits together and how that together defines how we're going to get to our vision of being a global decentralized and community-run reserve currency. Yeah, that's great. Maybe you can give us like your background. Like were you in something before crypto and then like how do you fall into it? You know, I like everybody I kind of learned about Bitcoin in 2013. Um, I I don't think that's everybody, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's true. I guess I'm. I didn't act on it, right? Like for the oh, longest okay. time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like I, my whole thing um, that I tell people is that I, you know, like when Silk Road was around, you could buy drugs. You know that. Mm. Like I did that. You know, got something from Amsterdam, and I paid a Bitcoin for it. You know. And so, in fact, it was like 0.8 Bitcoin. And so, like, I had maybe like 0.2 Bitcoins left over. And I was thinking of like, you know, tracking the movements and, it, you know, going up to 400, crashing down to 200, you know, just kind of like made me very like anxious. So I decided to sell the 0.2 Bitcoins um, and I sold it for like $200. You were anxious about the $200 Actually, 40. investment? <laughs> yes, exactly. Back in the day, you know, and so, yeah, you know, a few years go by and ETH launches, right? And so suddenly, you know, my brother was reaching out to me. We don't really talk much, but he reached out to me. My friend is like telling me, hey, like Ethereum launch, like check if you have any. And I was like, I don't really like care about crypto. You know, it was just like, mm -hmm. you know, why would I even sign up for something? Anyway, so I go to this wallet and I you know, like still remember the password. Like, I, I don't even know how I was able to keep <laughs> track of this data, but I logged in and it turns out I do have ETH. And I had bought like during the, the Genesis sale. You forgot that you bought it? <laughs> yes. Because I was like, it was just kind of thing that you, you know, you're exploring the world. You're on Hacker News. You do a lot of random shit. And then yeah. like, you, you like, that's kind of how I am. I just do a lot of random shit and then I forget about it. Yeah. And then hope that like, it comes Everything back to me. works out. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, like I'm, I'm myself am a Ponzi. You know, just yeah. constantly, yeah, growing and figuring shit out on the. <laughs> but um, so, anyways, I'm like, life, like amazing for me. It was a lot of money. I, you know, I, 
I come from a poor background and it was just like, like, oh my God, I've never seen that much money before. So I used that money to start, just dump it all on the market <laughs> because I'm like, crypto isn't going anywhere, you know? And, and I um, used the proceeds to start a, a, a company, like a startup, right? So before that, I've, I've done a few startup. This one ended up going nowhere, but it led to a pivot that did end up going somewhere. And it was just, you know, had an exit. You know, when you look at kind of the reward to the risk that you're taking, like I was taking massive risks, but ultimately I think the return in doing the startup and going through the pain and what I've learned outweighs in, in all aspects, me just holding the ETH that yeah. I got from Genesis. Then the 2020 or 2019 again, my friend, I have this friend that just consistently pesters me about crypto. <laughs> and so he got, gets me back into crypto and you know, I really didn't want it, right? Like I wanted to build my company, you know, I want to just do stuff in the normal world. And so eventually I'm kind of like, I start playing around with like compound. I take out loans. I start doing like, you know, borrowing ETH, you know, yeah. and Balance realizing that launches like <laughs> a couple of days later, you're like, oh, maybe I'll get some. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so eventually I run, I start, you know, <clears throat> we get to this point where it's like algorithmic stablecoins 2.0, you know, um, there were these like V1 Ponzi's and then it became DSD. kind of this like, <laughs> yes, DSD. M empty set dollar, that was a good one. <laughs> right, exactly, like Gaia and things like that. Um, <laughs> it was kind of like emerging that there was gonna be this company called Tribe, um, you know, with this unique PCV. There was like this random kid, Zeus, that's doing something with Olympus, you know, yeah. and like, um, and then Frax and, and things like that. So I was, I jumped into all of those. Um, but really the community, like the thing that really stuck out to me was just the community in Olympus and specifically a, uh, a metric I call time to response, TTR, yeah. um, and how quick and often Zeus would respond off, often within seconds or minutes to somebody's query. And I feel like that is the, one of the few characteristics needed to have a successful, viral, vibrant and growing community. So that was like February, 2021? Yeah, yeah, around that time. So you were just like looking around to like chuck some money and stuff or you were like looking to get involved? How'd that work? Yeah, looking to get involved because there was something interesting about these algorithmic stable coins, right? They're, they're doing, to me, it was like, they're doing a very hard math problem, right? It, it could be uh, control theory, right? Where you're trying to like dampen the spring. And, and those, those are like very interesting, right? And I think like with Olympus, and it took me a few months to understand, but what they're doing is that they're, they're applying mathematics to the system, but they're not applying it at the currency level, which is what Re Reflexor is doing, right? They're, yeah. they're applying control theory on the currency. What Olympus is doing is applying mathematics, specifically game theory, to the whole system. So all of the incentives and the designs and the configurations are set up in such a way that, you know, you will sustain this APY. You will continue bond. And you mean like encourage, it's like incentivizes that behavior, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's you configure the system in such a way that leads 
the currency to to become the reserve currency and to grow you know to at new heights yeah um, and and yeah so it's, it's a systemic understanding that that olympus has that all of these other currencies may not mm. so you jumped on you were chatting with zeus a bit like in february how how did it go were you just chatting to him for a while and then you're like hey can i jump on board yeah so i mean you know the i joined like my you know i i may not be doing much engineering today but like i i started my career learning i taught myself like how to program mm -hmm. and like what I, i've i've been starting internet companies software companies for for the past decade and so like i always you know as a just founder i know how to sit down and just get shit done define the task that needs to get done and really that's what i came in and i offered olympus right like they needed somebody with front-end experience right Vue.js, I actually didn't know, but I told Zeus that like, yeah, I did. <laughs> it's because I actually had a lot of experience with React and all of the other frameworks. So it's like, I didn't lie to him. It was just more that... Um, you had to learn it on the way. <laughs> exactly. And I literally did not sleep. Like I would, there would be days where I would just not sleep and just like, like work and build the app. Oh, were you the person who built that first website? Is that right? Yeah, and so, <laughs> <laughs> so we were having so this. Funny. Yeah, and it's like I would. Yeah, I okay. Anyways, I'm no, no, <laughs> I'm go rambling. on, go and tell us. Tell us. <laughs> All right, this is kind of crazy, but I remember like writing the die bonds code, and and like deploying it, and just kind of not having slept for like two days because I was like had to do this like under like a, you know, press timeline. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyways, I, I, I'm like completely like, can't like, you know, it's lack of sleep. Deranged. Uh, and then, yeah, <laughs> deranged, exactly. And then it goes live, right? And like for nine minutes, nothing comes in. And I'm just, it dawns on me that like, oh my God. I, no <laughs> I know I programmed the wrong address. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. I'm like, like the weight of the world just like fell on me. Um, Was it and true? Then, Did you program the wrong address? It, and then the transaction comes in and I'm uh, in the clear. Okay. <laughs> it was uh, a great feel, like the biggest, relief. greatest, yeah. yeah, relief, everything. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. Oh, that first website, the background's like that. Roman kind of city Olympus. <laughs> when I looked at it, I was like, uh, I, don't, I mean, I mean, yeah, I suppose like the community seems real good, but this side is a bit meh. <laughs> I hope somebody has a screenshot of that. That's like history. Records. That's our history. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's cool, man. Yeah. So you were like, yeah, I can help out with front end. And then kind of what, what happens after launch? Like you're, they're like, we got to build these bonds now. Like <laughs> get, get to it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. It's, you know, it's basically just continued work on that. There was also talks of starting the DAO and just like, you know, getting that off the ground. And so that I got involved with that, you know, with the OGs. And it was a, it was a very interesting challenge because like, 
my my whole thesis in life or kind of goal in life is to be able to understand how an idea goes from an idea or how teams, people, companies go from an idea to launch, to MVP, to further raising money until they go IPO. Which can happen pass... much more quickly now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's interesting, like that's kind of like the, the whole theory and like be able to understand that very analytically and programmatically. Um, yeah. and, and that to me was interesting to start and help the DAO and figure out what is the best way, given that it's a decentralized anonymous culture, what is the best organization for it? How do we craft it? So can you tell us maybe about the, from Olympus Pro, so from the idea to the launch, like you were heavily involved in that, right? Yeah. So I would say that like Olympus Pro as a concept came about probably one month in to the DAO, maybe even less. Uh, the, the word treasury as a service, if, if you're familiar with that term. Mm. Um, task. Like you, you, task, exactly. Mm. Like that, that was like the talk of town at, in the early days. And we were trying to like find a product market fit for it, right? Like, yeah. you know, how would this be valuable? And I think it, it's, it's like the like great ideas of, of history don't come in in like a sleep or like kind of like as a flash of lightning you know like strikes you like a genius they come through a messy process where you know it forms in your mind but then it takes really a few years maybe months before you can understand a context of the idea and connect it to other um, that then form the basis of like the innovation right yeah like um, a mycelium network underground yeah <laughs> speaking of mushrooms <laughs> and so we had alchemix approach us and they were basically like hey we want to use like your idea of a bond and so that i think you start having these conversations and then suddenly you start connecting concepts from the past and there then you suddenly realize like wait a minute we can actually productize this launch the contracts and then have a permissionless system, you know, bonds as a service. That was actually one of the names I used, like uh, bonds as a service was, you know, considered like a, a, the product name. And then I remember like Jaws was like fighting to have it like Olympus Pro. Uh, and so I, I think Very actually, Olympus... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I loved, I actually, in retrospect, I love that we chose that name because it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's great. It's a very attractive name. <laughs> it's got such power. Yeah, I, I think like the market received it pretty well. I think what was very impressive was really what the DAO did because this was a DAO project. You know, it didn't come from Zeus. It, it came from members that were, you know, in the DAO. And so I, th I think that's really to me is like kind of the catalyst for the DAO going from unproven to like, you just proved your first, like you, you have a lot of, things to prove, but you just de-risk yourself or rather you proved yourself with this amazing product. Yeah. And like the execution risk is out because people know you can ship, right? Yeah. So maybe you talk a little bit more about Tai Chi. I mean, Olympus Give, what are we calling it now? Yeah. <laughs> so Tai, I'd say Tai Chi is the primitive 
and it facilitates or it enables Olympus Give. So, it, you know, like everybody's staking their own, right? So you have SO and every eight hours you get yield redirected back into your account, right? Right on, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> Imagine if you could unwind that redirection and direct it to causes, charities, and individuals that you care about. That is Olympus Give. So what does that unlock? Like... So a few use cases, right? It starts to open up the OMI economy to new participants. And so you can start having some of the wealth transfer optionally going to new economies, right? You know, there's a lot of OMIs that are getting wealthy and that's great. Now we're giving them an option to, you know, based on their consciousness or what they, whatever they want to do to start impacting the world with the, the with the yield that they're getting mm, you can give it to someone and then they have ohm and then they're like i like this ohm exactly <laughs> so it's it's both a an on-ramp for the next million omis it it introduces a social impact angle that allows us to you know really bring ohm to the masses yeah you know and and bring it in a way that like hey you are getting this geo and this geome is growing. It's your nest egg. You're giving somebody a golden goose. And so, you know, that's, I mean, that's to me is pretty exciting. And I think there's also the ability to, to really help local communities, to help Ethereum, right? Like help fund Ethereum core devs, be able to work with certain partners to, you know, help the environment, solve climate change, right? Lucky we got a uh, that grants uh, committee coming up. They're full of big brain givers. <laughs> well, that's the cool thing is that you can not start having interoperability between Olympus products. So, for example, if somebody goes through grants, they can be qualified and added to the um, Olympus Give dashboard, so that Omis can now start redirecting some of their yield. So it basically becomes this regenerative charity, or or even you know, ongoing donation payments from the community that helps support these grants projects. Mm, very cool. And, you know, if, if as like those partners bring in impact metrics, you can start to have a very like quantitative look at where the money is going, right? And, mm. and if, if that's your jam, like that's available for you as well. Mm, I love it. Um, maybe we can talk a little bit about the incubator. Um, oh man, <laughs> let's talk about the incubator. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an idea this must like this must have been even in the early days right like been an idea people had maybe yeah i mean like this the thing like i personally don't have a good relationship with vcs i i mean not that i no like... one could tell that from your tweet <laughs> <laughs> what gave it away right <laughs> um i it's not like you know if if i go to a vc club i get banned because yeah it's not that kind of relationship i'm just saying yeah, that yeah. The band from VC. I know, right? They're like, oh, we've seen this guy. Keep this guy, <laughs> this <away."> guy <laughs> right? Yeah, but it's just as a founder, like going through that and being humiliated and being in that like power imbalance, really left a bad taste in my mouth, right? Mm -hmm. And like a lot of people take advantage of that position, and and you know that like 
it, it, it's, it's really uncomfortable, at least for me, right? Yeah. And so I understand that there is risk that people are taking. I think it, how people perceive and abuse that risk imbalance to appear more powerful or more, you know, enlightened than you, I think that's a big problem. So why are we talking about Olympus Incubator, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> I think if we, like the other side of things that when VCs give you money, at least in my past, that's all they are. They give you money. They don't really offer you advice. Oftentimes, maybe like there might be one meeting in the past two years where you might get something insightful, but that's it. And so if VCs equals capital, there is plenty of capital in crypto, you know, and there is no reason for you to give up so much of your equity when the other party isn't offering the same in return. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Like, cause you can actually not, <laughs> I mean, vault, right? Say <laughs> they are uh, just, they did an angel round and then they're like, no, we don't want any VCs actually. We don't need them. Um, right. <laughs> it's crazy. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's definitely that. I think we've had these conversations in the past. And the, the challenge that we ran up against is that like, are we a late stage VC, right? Where we do a lot of like, you know, P private equity type things, or are we more like seed stage and, and, you know, high risk. And in that case, like, what does that mean to be high risk? And I don't think we've actually like figured those out early days. Um, you know, we were very conservative in how we deploy the treasury and how we use the Dow funds. I think we're, you know, with the successes that we've had so far, I think it does feel right to pour on the gas and, and continue growing as a big organization, but growing at the same pace. Yeah, to really live up to the vision of us being an expansion. Yeah, definitely. I think incubating, like helping people see their vision is very Olympus culture as well, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So where does incubator go from here? I think there's, you know, there, we've already seen, there's a lot of demand from for incubator. And so I think that's definitely one is to like continue these conversations and finding great projects. Again, I, I love interoperability. And I think there's something there with Taiki and incubator that will unlock a new investment fund that can, you know, potentially have community participation and you know, other crazy ideas like that. So we've got the kind of incubator, which is at the start. And then there's this mention in the vault post about upcoming launch products. Can we talk a little bit about them or are they still under lock and key? Yeah, well, I, I think it's just it, similar to kind of like incubator, right? Where we can provide the necessary capital and really the most important thing in the early days is liquidity, right? And so we can provide that initial liquidity, bootstrap that for you, you know, where own becomes the dominant pair and you have the governance token. You pair that and now you're starting off on a strong foot to then directly go into Olympus Pro and bond and start owning your own liquidity. Yeah, it's like the kind of full stack, right? <laughs> Exactly. Yes. From, from, again, from like idea to, you know, to launch to MVP, like those are the kind of things that 
we want to build to support founders in their journeys. Yeah, it's going to be hard to be community run. I think it's it's you run into so many problems, right? I mean, but we kind of solve them along the way. But eventually, we get to a stage, right, where the treasury assets we take in, if it's sort of controlled by governance, eventually we're going to take in like assets that are in the interests of people with a lot of voting power. Do you think that's the case? Mm -hmm. That's that's why it's important to 3-3. Like, if you believe in the future of Olympus, then it's in your interest to control as much governance power as you can. Because for two reasons, A, that you get a lot of governance power, but B, that you prevent your enemies from getting uh, governance power. So there's kind of two ways they can live. Maybe like. people it's, you don't agree with rather than don't agree. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, but exactly. So it's like there's really two incentives that are pulling you in that direction. And again, going back to the analogy, like Olympus is, is solved like the incent, like designed incentive system very deliberately. So I want to talk about actually the branches of Olympus right? These two proposals, Lobus and uh, Redacted. Yeah, I, I, I think this is like on par with like how I see crypto systems evolving. You know, there's, there's going to be bands, tribes that come together, uh, have a shared interest in mind, and will use that to accumulate governance power, you know. And so this becomes like a cooperation on a meta level where you're basically trying to coordinate with ideologies, right? And, you know, I mean, imagine like Christianity versus like Islam, right? And like, how does one coordinate a peaceful coexistence? Like, what are the incentives there? How do you design them? How do you make, create systems in Olympus that make that easier? And I think that's an unsolved problem on a human level. I don't know how we're going to solve it on a smart contract level. Like, does eventually someone make the curve of ohm and they just aim to like control a lot of ohm voting power. i suppose mm -hmm. like rome is kind of that right convex olympics uh launching yeah. next week <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's interesting to see right because convex are now like it's looking like they're doing it for fxs as well and then mm -hmm. and then there's a bunch of other protocols that are kind of going that route and it's, yes yep it's it's a way to um kind of ensure there's demand for your token in the near term. And if you have a long enough tail, then those incentives can make you the winner, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and it's all about liquidity. Like the reason everybody's targeting these governance tokens is it's basically a race for liquidity and getting as much of that as possible, as fast as possible, and maybe as, as safe as possible. You know, and that's the best way yeah. to earn money, right? Trading fees. <laughs> that's the primitive <laughs> of of where a lot of uh, wealth is derived. Mm -hmm. But also, just as protocols, like being able to buy liquidity for cheaper than bonds, that will be in our interest, right? Mm. Like we're spending forty percent of our ohm to to basically accumulate liquidity, right? What if we could do it for twenty percent or ten percent ohm minted? That I think opens up. That helps us scale much faster, and and yeah, I mean, it helps the industry as well by having the deepest liquidity pools. Yeah, and maybe we can 
use our toke <laughs> as well so many plugins oh oh yeah like that's it's all composable we're gonna have a like liquidity on steroids yeah <laughs> can you talk about proteus what your thoughts are about proteus yeah i mean it's it's what we need to do right i, I see it there's there's kind of like there's patchwork solution and then there's like v solution like proteus is is a necessary patchwork basically it helps us expand cross chain. So there, there is going to be geom on those chains and you will be able to earn additional income by uh, providing that as liquidity pool. And so why does that matter? Well, it's because it helps us bootstrap some of these pools and establishes us on other chains. That's a win-win for Olympus in my mind. Yeah, but not having the ability to purchase Olympus of like wrap stake home safely on other chains, like mm -hmm. being worried that you're going to get affected by slippage or whatever. I think it really has affected, affected, um, people being able to like get on board. Certainly you see every day in the discord, people complaining about the Ethereum fees and you know what, they're like right to do so <laughs> because they are very high, Yeah. but, but like, yeah. I, it's going to be it's going to be pretty exciting i think to see like because there's treasuries on other chains that they just want to take in some ohm right so, mm -hmm. and there's and a lot of demand for olympus pro on, yeah. on all these different chains and like ohm geom is like a very like, attractive pair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 very cool all right well maybe we can uh finish up with consumer <laughs> I see you tweet about that all the time. <laughs> what, Wait, about what? who? Kasuma Network? Is oh, it? Kusama. Kusama, I'm saying it wrong, yeah. Maybe we can talk a little bit about it because I don't really understand it. So the innovation with Polkadot in terms of their economics is that they have these, you can only have so many like chains, like kind of yes. side so chains or something, parachains. Yeah, yeah. If you look at like, the comparison to make is like you look at ethereum and it's basically like a universe of different use cases and the promise they made is that our infrastructure will support these multitude of use cases so you can have gaming DeFi, nfts you know everything uh, and so like that's that was the promise like it's going to be one big monolith of of a of a world and you know the infrastructure will be scalable and so polkadot ecosystem took a different approach, which is that like, I mean, these guys built Ethereum, right? And so like their approach was that like, what you really need is you need a different blockchain for each use case. So a domain specific blockchain, right? So, you know, and, and so like, what you can tr start trading off then is like the different parameters that define a blockchain, right? Like maybe there's a certain amount of like validators that you want, right? Or a certain amount of like, finality that you want to do if there's like something that's happening on chain. And so you start constructing these various like blockchains that fit the domain that you're working in and it becomes, and so Polkadot and Kusama are basically these like Legos, right? That you can kind of compose together a blockchain called a parachain. And, and, oh, and like maybe the other thing to mention is that like security is offloaded to the layer zero blockchain, which is Polkadot or Kusama. So you don't, you know, you, you as like a blockchain don't have to worry about security. Hmm. Very cool. So will we be going there for sure? 
Oh, uh, I mean, <laughs> we, we, know, we, it's like, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, yeah. I mean, like I, I see Kusama ecosystem as very like developer focused. There's mm -hmm. a lot of like developers that like to geek out. And I mean, you know, you don't want to fuck with developers because they will get shit done. And I, yeah. <laughs> I believe in Kusama doing that. Long the builders, as Fisk says. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In, yeah, invest with the builders. Yeah, that's very cool. All right, well, maybe we'll leave it there. Is there anything that you'd like to like say, like say to the community or, you know, tell us about to kind of close out your thoughts? Sure. You know, the DAO is going through a um, reorganization. Uh, we've supported 120 contributors this past month. That's and a yeah, that's a lot. And I think we're one of the biggest DAOs, uh, if not the biggest DAO. Yeah. And we are in uncharted territories, you know, like there is, um, you know, we're defining the future of work as we speak. And I'm extremely grateful and honored to be working among some of the smartest people across engineering, marketing, policy, partnerships, um, you know, design, product, talent operations, you know, like, you know, the DAO has well, some of the smartest people that are giving their time and contributing their time to the DAO. And I feel like we will solve, we can solve any problem because of that. And I'm extremely grateful for every single one of you in the DAO. Thanks. Um, I think people really like that. I didn't realize we were at 120. That is like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's like a, like you're getting to like a medium-sized company, you know, like. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes, exactly. Oh, I can't believe it. It seems so like so long ago, there was like 40 of us or something, like less, maybe even. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we were just fucking around, you know, and then. <laughs> but it's like if there is a need, someone just appears, right? Like an incubator. Like yep. someone's like, oh, I've been doing some content, but I'm actually like worked in incubators and VCs for like 20 years. Yeah. So <laughs> do you want me to help with that? I'm like, yes, I have no idea what <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm doing. <laughs> uh, yes, please. <laughs> yeah. It's like you, you need something and then it just appears and there's like, we're not constrained kind of by like, cause we're, I think that's the most Im like important part is that we're a currency. So people don't mind getting paid in our governance token, yep. right? yeah <laughs> and it's like well you can like dump your like you know two grand of ohm you got because it's like <laughs> of a training volume of like so much it's like, like, i hate ohm yeah. yeah yeah well i think like the down members are like the contributors are like the least likely to like dispose of their own right because they're yeah, diamond their time on the line <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks so much for like coming and talking to us. I know you're like always super busy and um, trying to. Oh, like, I love get this. Thank you done. so much. <laughs> it's been very nice talking. All right, Omis. This conversation will come out on Monday the twenty second, and then on Wednesday this week we may be having a migration for TV and followed by another news of the week next Friday 26 spaces are on Tuesdays and Thursdays Tuesdays is Asia time Thursdays is 3 p.m. Pacific and we'll catch you next week